episode is going to be a fun one, I like to think. Uh, we have on a very talented filmmaker, director, you name it, he does it. Um, recently graduated from graduate school. He wanted me to put that in there. <laughs> um, the fantastic uh, Chris Wallace. What's going on, man? Not much, man. I am been extremely busy um i have a reality game show coming up next weekend and it has been uh quite the process let me tell you but we'll probably talk about that we'll probably talk about that like throughout this entire podcast wait a minute <laughs> you're just gonna start a show and just name drop that and then expecting me to just somehow ignore this first <laughs> no, off i don't think so <laughs> i don't know i wouldn't think so first off uh thank you for being on i like to say that uh we yeah. appreciate it um uh, first, you know, to let the fans know, uh, we have uh, similar friends. Uh, you know, again, it's really cool that you're on. That being said, what did you just say? Yeah, so I have a reality game show that I'm filming coming up. Uh, will be between August 20th to August 22nd. It's called The Weekenders. Uh, so eight strangers are living in a house for an entire weekend to compete for money. And they play in different competitions. You know, some of it's social, some of it's competitive, some of it's strategic. Um but we went. We really went all out with this project. I I think this was probably. I've done so many films before. I've done so many projects. Um, ever since high school, having a green screen in my garage and just filming, you know, ridiculous stuff to going to, you know, getting a three thousand dollar Airbnb, and having to travel a lot to do um, casting and directing, and promos and like getting new high tech gear. It's just been crazy the past couple, especially these past two months. Like it's it's been it's been whack. That's okay. First of all, congrats. You know, Thank I you. hope I hope this goes somewhere. <laughs> uh, without getting too into the specifics, is there a company uh, that has already signed on for the rights to have the show on their network or their mm, streaming not, service? Not yet. So I, I I really wanted to do this on my own first, and I wanted because I knew no matter what I wanted to make my own reality game show, and I also know a lot of people like because one of my best friends is actually from uh, Big Brother. His name is Jason Dent. Uh, I, I do some like rodeo. He does like a lot of rodeo clown auctioneer stuff. So from time to time, like every other like four months, like I'll go down there. I'll take my Canon 90D. Uh, tripod and just start recording and he he's got a big following so that usually helps out a lot just because I always I can always get work from him but what I really wanted to get out of this project is just a good collaboration between uh, talent and crew you know like the thing about reality shows I, that I'm seeing lately is that you know I, what happens is they get, like these reality TV contestants like some of them will go on the show and then after that they don't do anything like they're like a, you know, they're like Casper, the friendly ghost, like nobody even recognizes them. But then, you know, I, I what I want to get out of my production company, Adventurous Films LLC, is to collab with um, talent and people that just want to get behind a camera. Um, it could it could be a reality show. It could be short films. It could be commercials. It could be feature films. It could be things like that. And I think the goal, um, once I got this LLC, like last month, was to have everything nice and organized and have a good flow uh, between the talent and the crew. So that way, after the show is over, um, they'll have something on their resume. And most likely, if this goes as good as I think it's going to go, there'll probably be a season two. And as for distributing, 
Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pitch it to as many networks as I can. But I always see things like from the top to the bottom. Like I'll do the best that I can. But if for whatever reason that it doesn't get you know pitched to a network, I, I mean, we always have like these. We have uh, what do we have? We have YouTube, Vimeo, websites. Everyone, a lot of people are doing web series now. Like that's a new thing. Um, and everything's flexible too. Like we have, it's not like in the old days where it's like if it doesn't get on, you know, a network, it's the end of the world. I've, I'm seeing a lot of things on YouTube now. Like people, like there's like a lot of like uh, influencers on YouTube, you know, that are just making their own stuff and they're making money off of YouTube. So it's like it's not like the end of the world if it doesn't get like on a network. But my goal is to do my best um, to pitch it to the network and hopefully it buys out. Totally. And then you also have you know. Netflix, Amazon, Hulu. Netflix, HBO, Amazon, yeah. <laughs> countless other streaming nonsenses, as I like to call them. Um, I, I, listen, I, that's really exciting. That's that's actually, you know, bravo. You know, it's really cool. Uh, I think there's nothing more from our end, uh, being the podcast that is all about, you know, creative individuals and making sure you guys shine, than literally seeing that happen, uh, you know, take, take, take flight. So, again, congratulations. Um, and like you said about your company, I think that's exactly what we like to be like the idea of like, you know, being that network, being that community, being that, that I don't want to say safe place or safe zone, but like a place for creative people to have, you know, their ideas blossom. And I think, you know, you doing what you're doing or hope to do with your company is exactly what every creative person hopes for. And if you could be that place for those people, then I think you're doing a, you're doing you know God's work as as someone would say. Um, so you know I think you know again I hope nothing but the best out of that. But that being said, you're pretty young from what I understand, right? And you know and it's that's nothing. Am I though? Is is twenty seven young? Well, I didn't know how young you are. You looked young. So now that you say you're not young, now it's making me look. <laughs> yeah. No. No, you I are. don't know. No, but you are. I, you are. When I went to grad school, I mean, this is what I noticed when I went to grad school, and I think this is something that everyone should know. Um, when I went to grad school, it was not the same as when I went for, for undergrad. So I went, I went to. I should probably give a little backstory about myself. Um, so I went to for to college of Staten Island to major in cinema studies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have been production, but it was like between like you know three or four classes. Right. Um, but I went there, and it was College of Staten Island for a beginner, like from starting off as a beginning course is like is good but then when i went to grad school there were just things they were there were some things that like i didn't know like i didn't know anything about raw um i didn't even know what avid was as an editing software i was like what the heck is avid so i definitely think that there needs to be some i think i I definitely think that undergrad um needs to or or just i think people need to get a little bit more private tutoring and that's something that i can i'm i want to do later in the future is do tutoring and do workshops for people that, you know, are considering going into grad school for film and don't understand, you know, proxies, raw, and working with these big files as an editor, because that's the one number one thing that I am seeing a lot of directors struggle with is like, they get all this footage, but they don't know what to do with it. Like, they don't know anything about um, assistant editing work. They don't understand about proxies, raw, um, getting going from one program to another program, like going to the DaVinci to make the proxies, to going into Premiere to start editing and um, organizing your bins and your structure so that way you could pass it off to probably another editor. Oh, and the, I think... Yeah, sorry, go, sorry, on. go on, go on. No, no, you're good. 
Well, I think even with that being said, I think even the other thing, and, it, and, and you're giving a lot of these people credit, some of them don't even know the shortcuts on the keyboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so. But I will say you can always change the shortcut key. You of can course. always change those on the keyboard. Yeah, no, of course. Which is very handy in Premiere. <laughs> yeah, very much so. But <laughs> yeah. I think, I think to, a testament to what you're saying, you know, the education system in this country, uh, you know, it, it, it's very complicated. It's many facets to it. And too many people get confused that, oh, well, just because this school has the same program as that school, they're the same. And it's like, no, that's not the, that's not the case. One school is clearly going to be better than the other, and it's up to you to figure that out. And the fucked up part is is that you don't figure that out until you get the degree. Okay, so we can curse, so that's good. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Gonna, you can, you was... can curse all you want. Um, yeah. Yeah. Going, yeah, going in addition to what you're saying about school, I definitely agree with you 100% that – I actually think that more people would benefit from having like just private tutoring. And it's always like, uh, I don't really know how to explain it. It's like the order of operation. Like before you go to grad school, like these are the things that you need to know. Like you have to have a good fast Mac. Um, you have to have a really good fast computer. Like there's just things that you have to have. Like, and this is basically everything that I was supposed to have for grad school. I didn't have, I didn't have a fast computer. Um, I didn't have like really good equipment that would have made me more, of a, of a value to the directors in the school. And I think I'm glad that, you worded it that way. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> the difference between having good equipment and equipment that makes you stand out to certain people are two different things. Yes. 100%. I would agree. With yeah. That. Because there's too many people that have the wrong mindset that think, Oh, I don't have a, uh, a, a Sony a nine. So because I don't have that, I, there's no way I'm going to, I'm going to make a good product and that's total bullshit. Now the difference between that and then saying, you know, will I stand out? Nah, it might be different, but I I disagree with people who think that they need great equipment or good equipment to make good content. Just yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it it really all just depends on what the project is, possibly. But I 100% agree with you. Yeah, um, and just and just another thing too. Like I think people, I agree with you with the fact that people consistently think that they need to go to grad school in order to get a job and. Let me tell you something. I got my master's degree in post-production. Uh, I can honestly say that you do not need to, you don't need any degree to, be, I, I see a lot of things on YouTube where it's like debating, like, should you go to grad school? Should you not go to grad school? And I actually believe that it really just depends on the type of person that you are and the track that you choose. Um, yeah. I chose, I chose post-production. I mean, do I, do I think that I should have went for post-production toss up? I don't really know. I think that it really I, I think that under bachelor, when you go for your bachelor's degree, that I should have learned the stuff from that I learned in grad school for my bachelor's degree. Like simple things like, you know, like we should have the black magic. Like I don't understand like why we can't get like a black magic pocket for, you know, undergrad. That thing's not, that thing is like probably like $3,000. And I think it would be a good way for people that are about to go to grad school to be like, oh, okay, like this is a black magic pocket. Like I understand, like you can edit with raw. I can use these proxies to, you know, Mm -hmm. work have a good workflow i i think i agree with you that the the schools um are not obligated to give you the best education y yes and no yeah it, it gets, yes, it gets yes and no <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course <laughs> but you're like i'm curious um before college were you doing any of this uh beforehand because this is a question i, I always ask yeah uh, yeah like so my uh, before i went to what before i went to go get my bachelor's degree i would do like silly things like I would do like silly projects like I would go behind a green screen and like make fan fictions and uh, do like little short 
and stuff like that. But I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about like the order of operation. Like I didn't know anything about like um, like three way lighting or using lav microphones or raw or color or any of that stuff. I just I just sort of like played around with you know a camera and I knew that I knew after high school I wanted to go uh, get my bachelor's degree in cinema and then after I went to undergrad it was more of like okay I, I need to I need to like up my game a little bit I needed to go to grad school to to learn about to learn how to edit more heavy workflow have a have a heavier workflow because the thing is I didn't know like anything about like these big files like these raw files these really nice crisp crispy uh, shots you know you see in the big movies I didn't know anything about that stuff until I went to grad school um, but I, I, yes, I, I started off really young cause I really, I just liked films. I don't know. I would watch Kill Bill. Um, I would just watch, you know, the, the Terminator back to the future. I, I really like sci-fi to be perfectly honest. It just mm. really depends on the moon, but mostly sci-fi, uh, is what I really like. And I, that's just something that I wanted to do. Cause I always like, I always like fantasy. I always like science. I always like, uh, create creative, uh, scripts to work on. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, um, you know, you don't know anything about me, but that's what I also went to school for. That's what I used to teach. I used to teach film and photography. And I know a lot about nonsense that we're discussing here today. If, if, if anyone's listening and they're completely bored out of their mind, something's wrong with you. But <laughs> yeah, but um, but I, I've only mentioned my background only because I want you to understand that I, I know what you're talking about, but I'm glad yeah. you're getting into the some of the specifics because I think it's really important that the people that are listening to this that are unsure or unaware about what we're talking about or are slightly interested and they're not sure if this is a career path that they want to get into. I'm glad I'm glad you're getting into into the you know the murky waters as they'll say, but um, is 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 like camera work is very extreme is an extremely precise art form um some people like to say that they're good at it and then you see their work and you're like you don't know what you're doing but whatever i have a problem with seeing a lot of people's work on instagram or vimeo or what have you and you know it looks like a great project but there's always these small clear camera mistakes that these these amateurs make and it's going to happen you're you're young your first time making them well can you go specifically like what kind of mistakes well i haven't watched any of your work yet so yeah <laughs> yeah no, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm a dp kidding. so it's fine if you want to make fun of my deep if if it looks like that yeah totally no <laughs> i'm but, not a dp <laughs> but just not understanding the law thirds not understanding the yeah the, the placement of characters the, the placement the 180 of degree rule yeah something None like that of, just very simplistic simple uh, just just Things you are taught on day one or day two, yeah. mm -hmm. and you've seen these people making, you know, these these films and putting them on Vimeo, and they're getting whatever amount of views they're getting, and you're like, yeah, but half of it was just total fucking amateur trash work. Yeah. Um. And again, I I I is that something that bothers you when you see it, or and um, I don't know. I kind of go back and forth between it. Like, I really do, because there's a lot of things, especially when I went. To, I don't. I don't care what anyone says. I when I went to grad school, it was it was exactly kind of what you just described. Like, I would notice like this was so underexposed, and literally there was a boom pole in the fucking shot, and 
the I don't I can't get into grad school. That's a whole that's like a whole nother like debate. But it's just small things like that annoy the shit out of me. And then when no one says it in class and I have to raise my hand, like, the, the, what does everyone think about this critique? I raise my hand and I'm like, there was a there was a boom pull in the shot. You know, you don't want to be that one person to like say it, but like it's important. It's important to, you know, have really good DP work. It's important to know your lighting. It's important to know your audio. Like that's that's extremely important. Knowing when you're your gaffer, your you know your audio person, your gaffer, um, close-up shots. Why? Like also, just I see a lot of films now where it's like they don't they don't know what kind of shots that they need. Do you ever get that kind of feeling where it's like, okay, we'll just we're just gonna wing it. We're just gonna wing it, and we'll just do, we'll just do one track and shot. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, that's fine if you know how to do it. Like yeah. it's totally okay if you want to wing it and just go for go for the Hail Mary pass. Yeah. But at least be, you know, cognizant and aware of what it is that you are actually undertaking. Um yeah. and and again, I, 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 I'm gonna be clearly honest, hundred percent brutally honest. I didn't watch any of your stuff and there's a reason because um and I discussed this with, with Antonio and, and it's something that when I go into these shows, these recordings I want to know enough about the individual to have a conversation with them and ask them questions that, that you know, pertain to what they do. But for some, I don't want to watch any of their work because I don't want to have a preconceived notion as to who I think you are. Yeah. And I'm going to watch your stuff after. And if you want to send us links, feel free. And we'll, we'll even share them on the, the podcast and, and if, uh, you know, fans could check them out. Yeah. But so – and I'll, and I'll judge the shit out of your work if you let me. <laughs> That's fine, yeah. The thing – you know what it is too? You know what it is too that I, I like constructive criticism when it's like – like if you say like, oh, this shot shouldn't be like this. Okay, next time I just won't make that shot like that. I think the problem with some – like with schools these days is like they don't know how to take construct, constructive criticism well. Like that's what I noticed when I went to grad school. Like there was a lot of people that just didn't take constructive criticism well at all. And the students, I think, right? Yeah, yeah the yeah, students. Yeah. And they're older than I am. And I was like, totally. well, there's just constructive criticism. I mean, like, the, you have to you have to know what the perspective is of the audience and then take what – you have to have a good balance between the perspective of the audience and your perspective of the film. And you have to kind of balance the two because at the end of the day, like, yeah, you like the film, but who's, who's it, who's it going to matter the most, like, when it comes to delivery? it's going to matter to the audience the most. So you want to have a good balance between uh, showing your art form, but also delivering it to an audience that understands it. And it takes, it's a process, honestly, it's a process. So I have a question. I mean, now that you mentioned that when you're making something, whether it's a, um, well, actually I haven't asked, asked you this. (laughs) Do you only make short films? I mean, granted, you're doing this this uh, reality thing, but have yeah. you done like music videos? Have you done a full length? Like, what is I've, it that you really focus on? I mean, I've just been doing like promos for like like small stuff here and there. I haven't done like I think I've done like one feature film, but like I that was like two or three years ago. I've rec- and also COVID kind of hit, so it didn't really help. That didn't help either. So I would say like right now, I'm mostly just I. I mostly just want to just do like two, like I kind of want to stick with the documentary stuff, but also um, throughout the next couple of months is maybe start with the short films. But right now I'm just doing two projects, uh, 10K Challenge and Weekenders. So, so, okay. So that brings me back to the first, the thing I was going to ask you about, which was when you're making something, 
Are you thinking about the audience, or are you just going, listen, I'm Chris Wallace, I know what I like, I know what I'm good at, or I want to challenge myself, and I'm not necessarily thinking about the audience that is going to watch this work, or is it? Are, are they on your mind every single moment? So when I have my Premiere Pro timeline, <laughs> I have... One that it's one that I like, and then one that's like, okay, that's probably like what the audience would want to see. And I kind of play back between the two, like, like here and there, like I'll show a friend, like, oh, like, what do you think about this cut? And then like, they'll give me like some critiques and then I'm like, all right, like, let's like, I could probably just play around that a little bit. And then I just like readjust some things and I go back, I go back and forth between the two. I think like, if you, I don't know, I, I think it just, it's, it just depends. Um, but I always make multiple cuts, multiple cuts over and over and over again. And, you know, if I'm getting critiqued by someone or if it gets like into a film festival and people are just like having different reactions, then, then I just, I do have to make some sort of change because at the end of the day, when you submit something to a film festival, yes, you want it to be your creative work, but you also want it, the audience to have a good reaction to, um, the, the short film too. I went to a film festival. I hosted a film festival. Um, I think it was like last month, uh, the Roosevelt Island Film Festival, and I was watching the films, and they were really great. Like cinematography was fantastic, acting was really good. I noticed like these small little things, like these not like ginormous, like oh my god, this whole film's got to get changed, but just like small editing things, like you know, from shot B to shot C, it's not continuous, um, and it's it's just like you need that audience to because sometimes you just forget like sometimes you're just like wrapped around like in a cut and you don't notice certain things so when you show it to an audience and they they show they say like these oh like you know shot b and shot c are not continuous shots um is that supposed to be purpose and you think oh no it's it's not purpose so then you you want that you want that constructive criticism because you want to make some change yeah and 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 always take that constructive criticism to heart no i'm just kidding yeah (laughs) (laughs) no uh you know you have to make sure that you you know everyone's gonna have a problem with anything anyone you can't make everyone happy just know that just know that you can't no matter what anyone that's listening to this if you make a film there's always gonna be even if it was 100 people watching it there's always gonna be that one person that's like i just didn't like the film and that's okay that's okay yeah no, I think it's just being self-aware that like you're not going to make everyone happy, but you, the the people that you should make happy the most is you, your crew, and your talent. Uh, if I'm yeah. going to be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look look at the, look at the Oscar winners, right? Like, like yeah. <laughs> the best movies, countless year, uh, year after year after year, every film that wins, half people are like, "Fuck yeah, I'm glad that movie won," and the other half is like, "Are you yeah. kidding me? Did you did you not see the other ones?" Yeah. And I was like that the year that Knives Out didn't win, but that's mm-hmm. just me. Um, um, but anyway, I think it's really important for you to understand, not you, but like the, the, the people that make movies, uh, you know, people who make movies in general to understand that, yeah, it's important to make your movie for your audience. I mean, you have to make sure that the film you're making is going to have an audience. You don't, you don't just make a movie and go, I hope five people watch this. Obviously your goal is that you want the most amount of people having their eyes on that, on that product at the same time. Let's make sure that, you know, I make a good product and it's me that's making it. It's not, you know, the studio or, you know, I mean, you're not at that level yet, but, you know, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like, there's no outside influences making a decision on a Chris Wallace production, you know, and it's really important that you stick to who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that 
to add on to what you're saying, I, I absolutely agree that people need to start taking more. Um, I'll say it. Um, I, I think I think when I went to grad school, I, I noticed that a lot of people are very dependable on, on each other. And I agree. Yes, you need to be depend, like dependable on people here and there. But it's also very important that you become in, like an independent filmmaker, like just even if it was on the side, just so you can understand like where, what your strengths and your weaknesses are. Um, because again, the thing about grad school, it's, it's like, it, it kind of reminded me of like, <laughs> like elementary school a little bit when it came to like the groups that were there, like you had your DPs, you had your editors, you had your directors, you had your producers, and there was just clicks. And for me, I, I don't think that way. Like, I just think like, oh, like I want to get an education and I want to learn how to do, I just want to learn how to edit. I want to learn, you know, how to take a cut and make it maybe fend us some things up, maybe some JNL cuts, some jump cuts, um, making things nice and smooth for my pr timeline. But I also realize now in the time that we're in, it's, it's very, it's very, uh, it's, it's kind of black and white, to be honest. Like, I th I, I, I'm starting to think that like more people just want to be dependable on, on their track rather than just like overall as, as a school. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. Random thought. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's sad sometimes to see that. Um, yeah. But I think, I think to your point, um, yeah, make a name for yourself, figure out that, you know, realize that the people that are in the room with me in the, in, you know, whether it's graduate school or, or undergrad, the people in the room with me are going to be potentially, um, not necessarily my rivals, but people I'm going to likely be vying uh, uh, going neck and neck with to, to get to get a job. Um, you know, for instance, for, as an example, you know, uh, whoever you were in the classroom with might also, let's say you're getting a film for Warner Brothers, they're trying to do the same thing. And Warner Brothers only has a certain amount of money and they can only give it to one person. And so you yeah. have to start looking at it in that way, going that all the people in this room are going to be in the same position I am vying for that one spot. Um, and that, and that's key. Too many of us are too nice and too, whatever the words you want to use. And, uh, when we're in school, we're not thinking about that. We're just thinking of getting the grade and moving on. So it is mm -hmm. what it is. But so yep. earlier you mentioned Avid, Premiere, uh, Da Vinci and all that stuff. And I know it's important uh, for the listeners to understand that there are moments that you're going to use all three at the same time. I will say though, I have my favorites. Uh, in my daily job, I, I, I use Premiere. Uh, that's what I do. Um, but I will say this. Uh, a lot of people got to check out DaVinci. A lot of people losing out on, on understanding how DaVinci works. Yeah. Uh, is, would you Those recommend? Are my two yeah, 100%. So these are the programs I 100% recommend. Um, absolutely. You should probably learn how to use it. Uh, Adobe Premiere Pro CC um, could be, I, I would say, 2020 or 2021. Any of those are fine. Uh, DaVinci Resolve for coloring, making proxies. Um, you're going to have to do it anyways. Once you're done making, um, once you have to pass it on to a colorist, you probably are going to want to do a pass just to give to your colorist and say, like, this is a sort of a sample that I want. So, yes, I would have to I would say that you need to know DaVinci. You need to know Premiere. You probably should know Photoshop a little bit here and there um, just because, you know, you maybe want to do some graphics, maybe some PNGs and stuff like that. Um, cause I know there's some, there's projects that I do that I, I need to have like certain images, like 
I, I can't have like that white background. So I have to go to Photoshop and like use the magic wand tool, like things like that. You know what I mean? So I think Photoshop, Premiere, DaVinci, and then After Effects would be if you would be like a fourth on the bottom. I definitely think Premiere, DaVinci, and Photoshop, you should know. I might be missing one program, but if 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 that's the case, I'll probably bring it up. Well, here's what I'll say. I mean, it's something I discuss uh, several times with film people that have been on, um, and 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 something I talk about in my in my regular daily life is never put yourself in one box. Never put yourself in this corner of I'm I'm only a DP. I'm only a camera guy. I'm this. I'm I'm, I'm only an editor. Realize that. And I'm not just talking to, um, I'm not just talking to you. I'm, I'm not trying to put you in a in a spot. But I'm saying, I think it's very important for everyone to understand how a camera works, how to edit, how to do X, Y, and Z, and understand the many facets that go into it. And 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 when you brought up uh, After Effects, that's that's a very important um, tool to 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 many people, even if you're just a director, even if you're just an actor, uh, oh, maybe not an actor. Sorry, uh, <laughs> anyone in. Anyone in the production world, it's extremely important to know all those those softwares. I don't give a shit if you're ever going to touch it in your life. Yeah. If you're knowledgeable of it, you're going to know then how to make decisions on it. And I think uh-huh. it's very important moving forward that everyone who's listening to this and is a even a even a screenwriter, you know, it's very important to understand that how the the work is going to going to maybe look after the fact. Oh, you just reminded me. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You just reminded me of another good program that I use for. So um, you talk because you talked about script writing. Um, I think Studio Binder, I've been using Studio Binder to organize everything. I highly recommend and I'm not like sponsoring them or anything like that, but I highly recommend um, you use Studio Binder because Studio Binder will organize literally from everything about your film to props, to um, call sheets, to weather, to um, shot, a shot, a simple shot list like it is it is a very good program to use. Um, I know it's not a lot of people know about Studio Binder, but um, I would take I would go on YouTube. I would take a look at it. It's a it's a really good program to use to organize. Um, and this is great for everybody, not well, just you know j- not just for the director, but also for the DP, the editor, the producer. It just makes things a little bit more simpler. Totally. And not to play devil's advocate, here, it is wicked expensive though. And, yes, I, and, I know. And, and I know. It, is, it is something that well, not you can every... get the free version if you just do. I, I actually got the I actually downgraded to the free version, and the only thing about the free version is that you only have access to one project. So I mean, that's the. Only, I mean, I paid the fifty dollars a month, but um, I, I know a lot of people probably you know can't afford the fifty dollars a month. So I would just I would try the free version out, and if you like it, um, you know, then maybe get the better version. If you don't like it, I mean, you can at least put one project there just to have it. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, it reminds me of I forget, I forget the name of it. There's the screenwriting software. Um, Celtex. Maybe I don't know. It was like I probably four hundred dollars a. Oh no, it's not. That's four hundred dollars a month, and it's like wicked expensive or whatever it is. And I just think it's just like uh, there's a lot of other programs out there that you don't have to spend that type of money on or any money on. And I'm not. I'm not. You know. And I really think Studio Binder, and I've heard a lot about it. Never used it, but I think it's definitely a great resource to have. If, if you're going to utilize all of it. And I think, yeah, great, great mentioning that because there are people that are listening that probably have never heard of it. Yeah, I um, also should mention a couple of other programs too because now you're starting to get me. Okay, so now you're starting to get me. You're going to start. I think, okay, so here it is. So Premiere Pro, DaVinci, um, 
Premiere Pro DaVinci, Photoshop, Studio Binder, if you want to try it out. Try Studio Binder. If you don't like it, fine. Um, Google, Google Docs, Google Sheets, and Google Slides. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. You just go on, you oh, type yeah. it in Google. Oh, yeah. That has been helping me. Google Sheets has been helping me so much. It just makes things so much more organized, too. Like, just from, you know, uh, equipment list or, no, cast list, crew list. Google uh, Google Sites just makes it th- makes it more uh, organized from from start to finish. Like what you want to do, maybe you want to put a lookbook in there. Um, there, and then Google Docs is just for forms and you know maybe a script here and there and just just brainstorming. But utilizing programs that are accessible to you and free is possible. I don't want to hear like oh you know these programs <laughs> are too expensive. Like you just said, Studio Binder. If you don't want to use Studio Binder, fine. Go to dude Google Doc, Google Slides, Google Sheets. It will save you so much time. I did this project for weekenders with a budget of like eight thousand dollars. And let me tell you something. I got everything nice and organized. And I, it's it's you want everything nice and organized before you start a project. Just saying. Oh, without a doubt, yeah, one hundred percent. No, and 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 it's funny that you mentioned you know you know Google Docs, of course, the Google Office Suite, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, no, you gotta you gotta utilize that. I mean, too many people, uh, too many people overlook that. Yeah, no, I, I, it's funny. I use that at my in my job, and we could afford everything else, and yet we use that. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 important that you say that. Yeah, too many people. You're right. Think that you can't do certain things because there's a price tag on 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 those things that they want, but there's there there are free versions out there. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I think I think uh, I think the thing I wanted to ask you is that you primarily are, I would say, what director producer, right? Yeah, as of right now, yes. Right now, I'm directing and producing. Right. Yeah. So that being said. Um, as we mentioned, you know, you, you are uh, knowledgeable of like the other facets of production. Um, if, if like, if someone was going to like come up to you and be like, listen, um, I don't want you to direct, but I want you to do something else. What's your strongest, you know, feature. Okay. That's a good, that's a really good question. So I, actually before I did this film and then before I went to Iowa, I did some PA work for, uh, and I think it was, uh, an Asian culture film. And I, I was a PA on that. I was a PA on that show. Oh, wow. P- Sorry, brain fart. I was um, a PA on the movie. And I think my strongest asset would be just organizing. Like, I'm just good at, I just like to organize things. And I I don't like doing things last minute. And I think that's been really helpful, um, especially when I went when I did PA work three months ago for this, for this project. I had to use Backstage. I had to organize... Um, it's call sheets, um, actors, um, call time, uh, location scouting, location managing, um, lo- uh, traveling fees and all that stuff. I think it's I think organization will make you extremely successful. Could be a headache here and there. It could be a headache. But if you organize, if you really want to make a film, and this is to all your viewers and your listeners, if you really, really want to make a film, and you know, you maybe think like, oh, I don't have enough money, or you know, maybe I don't have as much crew as I want. As long, if you can organize properly, and you you can sweet like negotiate yourself, sort of, you can get your film to be made one hundred percent. I definitely think organization is the biggest key 
um, to being successful, period. So yes, I would say I would say my biggest asset would probably be organization. But if we're talking about like tracks, I would say um, I've been doing a lot better uh, being a production assistant and uh, assistant editor. I, I, I couldn't agree more with the uh, organization <laughs> yeah. fact. I mean, I think it's so important, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah. If you organize things properly, like you cannot mess up. Um, is, is, is again, with, with all your work, again, I haven't seen it, but is there anything that, that you're extremely proud of that you wish uh, you want people to check out? That's a good, that's a good question. Um, I would say I, it's not on my website, but if you go to, if you go to Whistlenut and Oli, like, cause I, I do work for him. I guess I haven't had anything like on my website for a really long time because I, I plan on like re-updating my, I, I plan on like re-updating the whole thing because I'm going to get a new website called Adventurous Films LLC, which would have Weekenders, which would have 10K Challenge, which would be the two projects that I'm, I'm really, really, really working on. Um, so I would say that I'm, I'm proud of, uh, Everything that I've done for Jason Dent, I've been his friend for about three years, and him and I just work. He he basically is a d- director, even though it's more of just like me filming, um, his rodeos and his hometown and uh his auctioneer stuff. I would say that's probably the most proudest I've been with with the projects, just because um, it's just I like different cultures. Period. I like I, I like to travel. That's why it's called Adventurous Films LLC. It's a traveling film company. We I like to go out and film new things, new ideas, and new locations. And honestly, I think that's that's what's gonna be that's what's gonna make you really successful is just being very open minded to filming new things. Because not only is that going to open your mind to like new doors, but it also could give you more insight and perspective on different cultures, um, different styles to use, producing like like a, a call sheet, a budget top sheet would be different from like New York, for example, to Iowa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think I think variety and differentiating between states and like filming in different states. And countries too, but I mean that could be expensive. <laughs> so I would say, yeah, go to Whistlenut and Oli on Facebook. Um, put Whistlenut on Instagram. If you see any of the videos that are like really good quality, like those are mine. <laughs> nice. I love, I love how you uh, had to differentiate for everyone. <laughs> yeah. the good ones. Those are mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned 10K challenge. What the hell is that? You didn't. You, you, <laughs> yeah. you haven't mentioned that yet. I didn't mention that yet because I only I only filmed one episode. Um, so it's a challenge between three people. They have to eat ten thousand calories, um, in within twenty four hours. So how it works, film wise, and I'll I'll give this away, is that um, it could be coworkers, it could be friends, it could be family, um, it can be strangers. The three three people will compete. Like how and how it's filmed, it's like it's. It's filmed as if it was one day, but it, I'll say it, it's it's three different days, and you guys wow. can eat as much as you want. Production pays for it, and the goal is to eat ten thousand calories um, before the other two people do. Or if you eat the, if you eat more than ten thousand, if two people eat ten thousand calories and one has like two thousand five hundred and the other person's got like two thousand one hundred, the person that got the ten thousand five hundred would win, and they get uh, five hundred dollars. That's it, five hundred dollars to eat that much food. Hey, some people do it for free. That's yeah, you have a good point. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, I, I'll be quiet now. That's a good point. 
Um, and I mean, the food's paid for. So, I mean, yeah, I wow. see. And what really inspired me to do something like that was I've seen a lot of YouTubers do it. Yep. I was just and Megan McCollin, Stephanie Buttermore, uh, Matt Stoney. And everyone's always like, man, I could totally do something like that. And I was like, you know what? Let's let's give it a try. Let's make it. Let's make a, you know, a short TV miniseries, possibly. We'll maybe pitch it to a network. Um, I actually had Paul on it. Um, I'm not going to give spoilers, but I would say it was extremely it's extremely entertaining to watch and film like the different things that they eat and also the struggles that they have, yeah. because it's uh, the, the short is also inspired by uh, Man vs. Food. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Supersize Me, uh, Fit to Fat to Fit, like those sh- like those shows I really like a lot just because it's entertaining to watch. And, you know, I, I always like new ideas. If someone were to pitch me a show a game show, a reality show, and they were like, yeah, I think I, we could do something like that. I'd be like, okay, like, let's give it a try. Let's do one episode, let's see how it works, and then we'll just do more. Two two quick things. One, um, one of the food people I was going to mention is, uh, I don't know if you guys, if you, uh, anybody listening or you watch, uh, watches him, KBD Productions on, on YouTube. He does a lot of, uh, like, 24-hour stealth camping oh, food challenges. That. Guy's amazing. Yeah. And he... He'll eat like he'll go to like Burger King for 24 hours and only eat Burger King for 24 hours. And yeah. obviously that's likely well over eight, 10, whatever amount of thousand calories. <laughs> that uh, the other thing is uh, clearly you and Paul must have a love for Big Brother. That's clearly where that connection has to come from. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That being said, and actually, that's how I that's actually how I met Whistlenut, too. Totally. Like, yeah. Because I was this Uber driver, and then we just started talking, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm in grad school for film. Um, if you want me to shoot," and because he had like, because after he got off the show, he had like a bunch of these meet and greets and stuff like that, and I, I just pitched the idea like, "Hey, like I, I can take out some like pretty good equipment. Like, let's do like let's do like a documentary and just see how it goes." And he's like, "Okay," and that was it. Wait, <laughs> wait, you were his Uber driver? You also yeah, drive yeah. Uber? So, That's so hilarious. I used to. I used to. No, I don't do okay, it anymore. So what happened was, because um, I used to like help out with the big brother events like one of them said like uh one of the people that works on the events was like can you pick up this person and i was like who is it he's like oh it's jason dent from big brother 19 i was like okay like i'll do it so then i picked <laughs> i picked him up and then i just he started talking about his rodeo stuff he started talking about his auctioneer stuff and i was telling him like i'm a filmmaker like all of this stuff is like totally different i don't know anything about rodeo clown i don't know anything about uh pbr or bull riding or auctioneer like I, it's basically live ebay like what is this yeah. so then i went down there and let me tell you it's it's pretty crazy it's there's, so it's I, pretty crazy in iowa like it felt like little house in the prairie but yeah like that's how <laughs> that's how it happens man like just the random connections that you just meet um i will i'm gonna be honest straight straight up with with you um reality television is to me i'm not gonna say the lowest form of television but it is definitely not something I like. Uh, I, 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 no, I agree. I understand. I understand why people think that way. I no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I really, no, no, I, I personally understand don't it watch completely. it. Yeah. I personally don't watch really any form of reality TV except for occasionally you'll catch me watching like Pawn Stars. But other than that, <laughs> my dad watches that a lot. I do. Yeah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> wow. I guess I'm your dad. Um, <laughs> but wait, I have a question for you. So, like, what about like the Nick, the old Nickelodeon shows, like Legends of the Hidden Temple? Or oh, uh, yeah, Friend yeah. of the those Dark. Are, those were good, kid, right? Yeah, those yeah, were yeah, some really yeah, good yeah. shows. And we yeah. haven't seen like those types of shows, all that. Like we haven't yeah. seen like any of those shows in a while. And but I kinda... that's, that's not reality TV. But it's it's sort of like game showy ish. You yeah, know it's what I mean? Game showy, but it's not like 
you know, I'm sleeping with my roommate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you know, what I'm saying? like I, yeah, I don't I watch saying, like yeah. real world. I never really got into any. I never stuff. seen. I've never seen. I've never. Seen um, <laughs> yeah, and I don't like any like uh, stuff like that. I don't, I don't really go into, and uh, I don't know why. It's just you know, it's not <laughs> my thing. Um, but yeah. I do. I do find it kind of because I have a uh, Antonio and I have another mutual friend that really loves Big Brother, and when she talks about it, I'm just like, how do you? How do you again? No offense. How do you find this entertaining? And then, and then I got to sit back and go. Well, listen, dickhead. There's things you like that everyone looks at you and go. How the f- do you find that entertaining? So it's just it's the same thing. And I, I don't. That's why I don't knock people that like it. Yeah. It is to each their own, right? I'm always like, I think the thing about reality shows and like game shows, and I I absolutely agree with you 100 percent that it can definitely be like stupid like oh my god she slept with this guy yeah. oh man so much didn't drama. see that coming yeah but i think the reason why people watch it and i think there's two reasons why people watch it one they like watching stupid people do stupid things to make themselves feel smart that's one thing mm. the second thing is that it always ends up leaving people with a question mark and then they're like well what, like fuck did did Ronnie, like, how is Sam going <laughs> to fucking Jersey Shore? Like, how's uh, Sammy going to react to finding the letter that Wow and Snooki uh, wrote that Ronnie's like, made out with these girls? I think that's just like, it's, I think people that look at it and like, this is creative. I think there's just like, uh, this is just something to watch. I think that's mm. really what it, it's, they don't look at it like, oh, this is such creative work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. This is such a piece of art. No, they don't look at it like that. They just think of it as like, oh, this is just like, you know, something to just watch. And that's my problem with it is that because it's not <laughs> creative or, uh, uh, you know, no, I'm kidding. I, you no, know, I just, I don't, I don't gravitate towards it. Um, so, so you, okay. So you're working on these two projects. Mm-hmm. Is that all you're working on? Or you got more stuff that your, your brain is, uh, I think honestly, to... um, after, after this weekend, uh, I'm going to need like a vacation. Nice. Um, this, cause it's going to be a lot of work. Um, I would say my goal from after I finish Sunday night is just doing a lot of post work, like a lot of like getting the getting the website up, adventurousfilmsllc.com, getting that up, um, starting production workshops for, you know, questions maybe for your viewers, like, oh, like, oh, maybe they want thinking like, oh, I want to go to grad school or I don't know how like to edit or assemble an edit, like a, a simple um, timeline, like things like that. I, I want to help more people out. Um, like, and it's September is probably the best time to do it because, you know, it's fall, people are going back to school and, you know, they, they maybe they, some people that are going to grad school that just, you know, don't know these things. And I think what I want to do is like start teaching people how to, you know, uh, do pitch their show, work their show, uh, show movie, uh, sizzles, trailers, uh, documentaries, uh, horror films, like things like that. I, I think after this, um, it's going to be more a lot of posts and then i i really want people to pitch their films i think after this reality game show um i think i'm going to start gravitating towards doing short films yeah and i recommend 100 i think i've always just wanted to do a reality game show and i think after this one like it's it's like a bucket list like check did it moving on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, and I recommend like opening up a Discord and 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 seeing if people gravitate to. I mean, not gravitate. You gravitate yeah, to yeah, any yeah. tour, any, any other recommendations. I think that's. Yeah. I think that's kind of clever and and smart to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, I think it's really important to try everything. Yes. Try everything. Reality game show, 
uh, uh, horror porn. films, yeah, horror films, not, not porn. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Although I that wanted, would be crazy. That would be interesting. I, I wanted I to see if I could sneak that in there. Um, <laughs> it would be interesting, um, you know. And we could we could talk about we could talk about that later. <laughs> no, um, I, I think it's uh, yeah. Try everything: horror, film, comedy. What comedy, horror, film, yep, comedy, horror, fiction, nonfiction, documentary, short film, like everything. Try everything and see just because you might be surprised what you like, honestly. I mean, I, I know he's considered to many people, and, and I, I agree, probably the greatest, if not one of the greatest directors of all time. But that's why I love Spielberg so much. He goes yeah. into everything mm-hmm. and he's not afraid to touch um, a certain genre, a certain topic. Um, and I mean, granted, not all of his movies are good. I mean, he has some really shitty movies, but that's okay because he, that's the whole point of creating is learning from your mistakes and, or just having a good time with it. Um, and I think, I think it's really important to have that repertoire. I mean, you know, I'm going to mention this, like my my personal note, like Antonio and I have done, have done a couple things and they all, they all haven't been the same thing. Um, and things that I've done when I taught film, to, to middle school kids, it's the same. Like I made sure we we dabbled in in everything. So I think it's important that you do that. Yeah. Um, what is the one genre or, or or type of film that you would like to to do that's not uh, you haven't done yet? It's hmm. I think it's tough. I I would say I want I want I want to give. Uh, I kind of go back between horror and comedy. Mm-hmm. I think I want to keep doing more of those, but I also feel like. I don't know. I, I think I want to do. Co- I think long term, I kind of want to do more comedy stuff. But I think short term, I want to. I want to give the horror stuff a try. The danger with comedy is um, either the, the the writer and or the the actor in it have to you know actually have some chops, and yeah. then that's that's tough to find. I mean, it's really hard to find sometimes. And mm-hmm. uh, well, at least with a horror film, you could you could fake the the you know. The horror. The horror film, you have to be a good editor. I don't care what anyone says. You have to be a good editor. To, yeah, to, I, I agree. To uh, do horror. Yeah. Especially or, if you're a sound designer. Not even just a good editor. An understanding of 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 pace and, and mm-hmm. presence. Yes. And I think that's really important in a horror film. Um, too many horror films. Um, and and it's not, it, I'm not taking away what you said. Uh, I'm agreeing with you. But too many horror films rely too much on the edit. To the point, and I know that I know that's what you mean by being a good editor, but they no, no, no. I, I, I don't, I don't mean it like that. I mean it as in like what you just said, time and pace. Right, right, right. So what I mean, so what I mean by editing, I mean, um, like sound, not 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 necessarily the cut. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like too many rely on the edit, meaning meaning the cut. That's what I'm trying to say, and and the 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 pace is gone, and now I'm not going to be scared anymore. Or whatever yeah. it may be, um, you know, it's very, very, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. Uh, we, we've gone for almost an hour. <laughs> yeah. We've talked uh, at length about a lot of things. I will love to maybe have you on in the future, and we could discuss how the how these projects are going. Oh my god! It, not it wouldn't be next week, but probably you would probably want me on the week after. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> because I probably would have so much th- so much to talk to you about, just because I haven't I haven't done a I haven't done a project like this in, in such a long time. No, I, I'm I'm excited to see it. So, uh, yeah. You know, keep in touch. I, I do have one thing to say, um, and this is to all the weekenders. If you're hearing this, um, I'm <laughs> so excited to 
you, for all of you to meet each other for the first time on Friday. Um, I know this process has been like a little sketchy because no one knows each other yet, but um, I hope that all you guys have a great Friday, an awesome Saturday, an amazing Sunday, and may the best person win. That was lovely, but the show's not <laughs> going to be coming out then. So that's what's. <laughs> this will be a oh, retrospective of, of of what you meant to tell them. But no, I, that's beautiful. I think that, uh, yeah, no, that's exciting stuff. I mean, uh, yeah. it's a it's a big undertaking, and it's a big project that you're doing, and mm-hmm. I think uh, it's going to be fun. Again, let us know. Uh, like you know, we'll keep in touch. Send it to to one of us, Antonio, me, whatever. Yeah. Let us know, and we'll definitely check it out and and mm-hmm. plug it. Uh, I'm more than welcome to, uh, more than open to plugging it on the podcast through Instagram and what have you, uh, if you yes. if you need that. But uh, great to have you on. Now, um, one actually, one last question I want to ask you, and this is actually something I think it's kind of important. Sadly, I always say this: social media okay. is kind of one of those things where I look at it personally. On my personal life, I don't like it. Uh, if it didn't exist, uh, it's okay. But I'd be out of a job because that's what I do full time. Now, um, outside of uh, the podcast, that being yeah. said, is it something that that you uh, utilize to your to your you know benefit? Or that's a good, very good question. Do you see it um, as a fucking devil in disguise? <laughs> uh, both, honestly, it's it's very back and forth. I think social media. Um, depending on how you use it and how it's being distributed um, can be extremely dangerous. I think people are like, oh, my God, like, I don't have all these followers, so I guess I'm, like, down here. And I was like, no, that's not the case. Yeah. Social media right now is just basically marketing, if you really think about it. 100%. Like, anyone like anyone can post, like, as much as they want. I think, it, I think social media is supposed – I think in my mind um, that social media is supposed to be a platform that makes media a little bit more – um efficient to watch like things it's a little bit more easier it's a little bit more advertisement a lot of people go on it i think it's that's that's the positive perspective of it the negative perspective of it is the fact that like it's just become like fucking weird now like people are like you know taking stupid selfies and you know i, I see some really ridiculous stuff on social media yeah and no, i really just dep- it really just depends on how you utilize it i think if you utilize it as more of a business standpoint um then yeah it definitely could help it could definitely benefit you 100 i think people should realize that that is exactly what social media is was literally supposed to is supposed to be designed for it's just supposed to be designed for well what if i can't push like for example like i see a lot of uh filmmakers now they post um, they have like a lot of Instagram accounts and they, they have an Instagram account for their business and Facebook pages and, and Twitter doesn't really count. You can't use it. You can't really have a business for Twitter when it comes to film. I, in my perspective, when it comes to just like uh, if, if, it was, if it wasn't like pitched already to a network, um, I think that Instagram and Facebook should be uh, platforms to make it so that your audience knows the show, movie, short film, feature, whatever. And um, I think that it just depends on how you utilize it and how you form uh, the the platforms. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, but I agree with you, 100%. It could uh, be a devil instead. Right, you know, because on, <laughs> on a personal standpoint, you know, it's, it's 
it, it, get, it can get annoying. But yeah, when you're trying to put yourself out there for your business or for your passion, yes, no. Don't care about followers. Don't care about yeah. likes. Don't care about comments. Just utilize it as if it was a business. Mm-hmm. That's how I have to say. That's how I have Agreed. to say. Agreed. So that being said, how can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Instagram adventurous underscore filmmaker. If you guys have any questions in regards to um, directing, producing, editing, uh, DP work. I probably want to be the greatest person to talk about DP work. Um, but if you're trying to just look for an internship or you're trying to look for a job or a little bit more work experience, uh, you can definitely DM me, message me. I'm pretty free almost all the time. Um, and if you have an idea for a film, let me know. I, I think the good thing about my platform is that, or at least my Instagram account is that like, I'm, I'm pretty just like open-minded with everything. So um, if you guys maybe have an idea for a show or, you know, want to ha- like collab, um, just hit me up. And uh, I-, I do have a website, adventurousfilmmaking.com. It hasn't been updated um, and it probably will not be updated because I'm most likely just going to get rid of it soon and just start a new website um, to put my two projects, uh, 10K Challenge and Weekenders. Um, and just uh, you follow me, I follow you, and we talk about collabing, and we can uh, help you get you, you any sort of you know gig job. I'm I'm pretty. I go on Facebook a lot to look for gigs. Like I would say, if you want to look for a gig, certain jobs, go on uh, NYC filmmakers, um, NYC actors. Like just do a lot of Facebook groups. They they typically I found like maybe like fifty percent crew talent there for the show. So. Um, utilize your Facebook, utilize your Instagram, make it more so as a business. Don't take, do not take things personal on social media. That's the worst <laughs> thing that you can do is take anything personal on social media. Just know that if someone does anything stupid on social media, you just ignore them. And I tell this to uh, Jace, I tell this to contestants from Big Brother, I tell actors this shit, just ignore them. They mo- will most likely will just go away and bother someone else. Ditto. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So that was that was awesome. Thanks for thanks for being on the show, man. Anytime, anytime. So, dude, that was good. That was good.